I speak to you in the name of the living God, blessed Trinity, and lover of your souls. Pythagoras was a philosopher and a mathematician, and he was also the founder of the Pythagorean Brotherhood, which formulated principles that influenced the thought of Plato and Aristotle. The Pythagoreans were a religious group. They sought purity of mind, but not through meditative practices like we do today. They sought purity of mind through mathematics and science. The Pythagoreans believed that God ordered the universe with numbers. Pythagoras himself claimed that beatitude, blessed joy, is found in the perfection of the numbers of the soul. Pythagoreans organized the mystical properties of numbers. The number one symbolized unity and wholeness represented in the circle. Number two symbolized dualities like you and me, yes and no, and was represented by a line connecting two points. And three, three was the number of perfection. It represented perfect harmony, wisdom, and understanding. It was best depicted with the triangle. Now, you will find this image of the triangle and the circle on the floor of Trinity Cathedral. You'll find it on the stained glass of the sacristy. These numerically based geometric symbols represent perfect unity within the Trinity of God. Pythagoras connected spirituality and mathematics hundreds of years before the Gospels were written, and philosophers and mystics continued to follow in his footsteps, connecting the spirituality of numbers for hundreds of years after. This means for us that the spirituality of the numbers shaped the ancient world and therefore our world today. Plato used what we call the Pythagorean theorem to deduce that the world was built upon triangles. And he wasn't wrong. You may have heard that the triangle is one of the strongest geometric shapes. It is. And it's the most common shape that we use for constructing the supports and the trusses, for buildings and for bridges. If all three sides of, of the triangle are made of rigid materials, the angles are fixed, and they can't get larger or smaller without breaking at the joints. A triangle won't cave in on itself. The structures of our world, as we know it, are literally built on triangles built on this number three, just as Plato deduced. And that's true not just through engineering, but also in mysticism. From the earliest stories in folklore, like the genie who will give you those three wishes, or Goldilocks who faces off three bears, or the three goats it takes to outwit the troll in three billy goat scruff. Stories of myth, stories of spirit, are also built upon threes. In ancient Babylon, there were three primary gods. 
In ancient Egypt, there were three aspects to the supreme God of gods, the Egyptian sun god. And in Christianity, God is one within the three persons of the Trinity. Even the ancient Vedas of Hindu scriptures of the Far East hold number three as divine perfection, as does Judaism. In Judaism, there are three patriarchs, right? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, three pilgrimage festivals, and all throughout the Old Testament scriptures, there is this trope of the third day. The third day. All throughout the Bible, there are dozens and dozens of mentions of the phrase, on the third day. Now, on the first third day that we hear about in the Bible, in Genesis, we learn that God creates the first fruits containing seeds to reproduce, to generate new life. On the third day, God provided a lamb to save a life so that Abraham's son Isaac would not be sacrificed. On the third day, Joseph was spared his life by Pharaoh. On the third day, that's when the sacrifice of peace offering has to be consumed. If it's not consumed on the third day, it will not be accepted. On the third day, God came down on the holy mountain in the sight of all the people at Sinai. And as we learn in the Gospels, just as Jonah was three days in the belly of that huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the belly of the earth. The third day trope is all throughout the New Testament scriptures as well, leading us to today's gospel passage. Shortly after Jesus' tomb is found empty, two of his followers meet someone walking along the road toward the city of Emmaus. These disciples share with the stranger all they understand of Jesus' life and death, and right before they explain that Jesus' tomb was found empty just this morning, they exclaim, and besides all this that we've told you, it's now the third day the third day since these things took place. Well, their phrasing makes it sound as if they're saying to the stranger, it's the third day and you know what that means. The third day is the day that God takes the invisible triangles of the cosmos and builds something new. In Judaism, when God acts on the third day, the people are cleansed of sin. They are sanctified. They're saved and healed. There is always new creation, something new on the third day. It's a restart from the way things were to a new way of doing things. For just as Jonah was spit out of the belly of death on the third day, so too was Jesus. And when Jesus stepped out of that tomb, it changed everything not just for Pythagoras or Plato, but for us too. Jesus himself told us, destroy this temple and I will rebuild it on the third day. I will rebuild it in three days. On the third day, God built a new creation in Jesus. And through his resurrection, we're invited into this meaning of the third day. 
But before we enter into the meaning, let me clarify, the third day is not a magical day. The number three isn't an enchanted number. Its its repetition will not be an incantation to conjure the architecture of God. Just as words, though, just as words are symbols of meaning, numbers, too, are symbols. Symbols we use to convey concepts and also make meaning. Right? Jesus dies on a Friday afternoon and rises by sunrise on a Sunday. And this tells us that the third day is a metaphorical concept that doesn't depend upon 24-hour cycles or how many times the sun chases the moon. Jesus' resurrection on the third day is like a compass pointing humanity toward where God is creating something new. And the timing of the third day is always perfect, always right when it needs to be. On that road to Emmaus, the gospel tells us that Jesus interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures And I wonder, did he walk through the third day tropes full, brimming in Scripture, and reveal the miracle of the resurrection that had just taken place in himself? Did he reveal himself as the Lamb of God sent to replace Isaac as a sacrifice on the third day? Did he show them that day as that it was God who was walking with them, who had come down from the heavenly throne as on Sinai and walked with them on the road to Emmaus, just as God had come down in the sight of the people once before. On the third day, a life was spared. On the third day, a sacrifice was accepted. 1 Corinthians tells us, Just as God created seeds on the third day, Jesus' resurrection on the third day is like a seed for our resurrection. Jesus is the first fruits of resurrection for all who die. And besides all of this, it's now the third day. The disciples spoke these words to Jesus. It's now the third day. And I think through Scripture, they speak to us today. The third day is still happening. The third day is happening now. Perhaps this is the invitation for us, not only to remember the meaning of the number three and the stories of God building something new on the third day, but an invitation for you and for me to live into that new creation now. In our liturgical calendar, it's the third Sunday of Easter. But maybe you haven't yet experienced your own resurrection. Around the 7th century, the church took the name Easter from a Germanic word relating to the goddess of spring. Because Jesus' resurrection, it marks the spiritual season of new life, just like spring. And we're still in it. We're still in Easter for 50 days after the third day, the resurrection day. We're given 50 more days to make Jesus' resurrection our own. So if circumstances in your life today have left you stranded in the pain and suffering of a good Friday of the soul, 
if you feel like you're still waiting in unknowing, in the darkness, a foreboding Holy Saturday, let this third day, let this third Sunday of Easter remind you that the third day is still now. You haven't missed Easter. Your new life is, is pending, awaiting for you to recognize, as Pythagoras did, that beatitude, that blessed joy is found in the perfection of the numbers of the soul. My friends, it is now the third day. So let those strong arms of that triune God, that great builder of the cosmos, carry your burdens away today. Jesus himself told us that carrying burdens for him is light work. God's arms do not cave in on one another under the weight of whatever it is that you bring this morning. It's still Easter. And there is new life budding all around you. And besides all this, it is now still the third day.